Hello, everybody. Welcome to tonight's edition of From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. Nice to have you with us this evening. And you've heard me on so many occasions when we do interviews with regards to martial arts, saying how little I know about martial arts. And the best part I can do is, hello, Daniel son from the Karate Kid. And I can say one or two things in Japanese, which I think come from a song uh, and most probably don't mean what I think they mean. But tonight... What we're going to do for you is we're going to unpack the difference between taekwondo and karate. And we're joined by a martial artist expert and a martial artist teacher with a wonderful surname. I mean, how are you getting into martial arts and you called Ryan Savage? Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So let's start off. Where did the two forms of martial arts begin? Let's start with Taekwondo. So Taekwondo originated Korea. It was started by a General Choi Hung Hee, and they literally teach all the Korean army does Taekwondo, where karate is from Okinawa, Japan. So it's literally opposite sides of the pond. So when I was doing my research, um, earliest records of people practicing Taekwondo goes to 50 BC. The actual form of what we know now as Taekwondo is started in the 1960s and then earlier than that, the 1950s. But I mean, martial arts has been going in the east, eastern area for, for hundreds and hundreds of years. So what's the difference between the two? So Taekwondo and karate is very similar when it comes to a lot of things. All of them have punches and kicks. All of them have, have certain strikes. Um, the true difference between the two is that the emphasis on Taekwondo is all about high speed, very fast punches, very fast movement. It's all about being light on your feet, get get in, you know, make connection with your opponent, get out as fast as possible. Karate incorporates more of a combination of more grounded. It's more about power than it is about speed. I mean, at the end of the day, they both do exactly what they're supposed to do. They both will defend you. You know, you'll be able to defend yourself using both of these. Um, the, the difference is just the one is about power and strength and about being a lower stance like karate. And Taekwondo is more about being an, um, in an upward stance, allowing you to be a little bit more mobile and a little bit more faster than karate. So when I look at the uh, history of, of the two, they both obviously go back a long way. Um, Tai means to kick, Kwan means to punch, and Do means a way of doing something. Is that right? Yeah, it's the art of hand and foot. That's pretty much what Taekwondo stands for. And when we talk about um, how difficult it is to, is the right word for me to say to practice these sports or to participate in the sport? What do you tell your your pupils? It's really practice. More than anything, it's blueprinting. It's blueprinting your body and your brain to, to move a specific way to kick a specific way, where to punch, how to punch, where, where's your hands, where are your hand positioning, where's your feet positioning, are you in a, what we call a walking stance, which is kind of the same as you'd walk, and an L stance would be kind of in a sitting stance, and, and it's, it's practice, it's over and over and over, doing the same punch a hundred times, doing the same kick a hundred times, more than anything else, you practice martial arts. And the grading system between the two, uh, Taekwondo and Karate? Very, very similar, you all start with a white belt, Karate has a lot more belt structures so they'll go from white to uh, to yellow stripe yellow two yellow stripes and you get a yellow belt and so on with taekwondo you literally just go five or six belts that you get through before you get into a red belt then you get two black stripes and then you get into your black belt when it comes to grading you get three types of grading the one is about um what the karate people called carters that is like a series of moves where you have to look you know simulate a fight um we call them patterns and as you grade, you have to be able to do these patterns 
there's a lot harder patterns. So your first one will be four directional punch and block, let's say. And as you grow, the patterns become harder, which means that your body has to be more stable when it comes to a high kick. You must hold a kick into the air. It becomes about how strong your body is, what your body strength is. Um, and that's how you become, you know, you grade through patterns and then you have to learn how to fight itself. So you actually do have to take part in competitions. You have to get punched um, and then you get power breaking. So power breaking is more technique than strength. So a lot of martial arts believe in strength where we believe in technique. Taekwondo is all about a sound wave. So it's the upward motion and the downward motion and how you exhale at the same time as you punch. So there's a lot of um, technique behind it. But martial arts is more to defend yourself rather than to go out and try and beat the you-know-what out of people. (laughs) 100%. I think every martial arts is important in its own right. Um, I've done more than just Taekwondo. I've done Muay Thai. I've done mixed martial arts. I've done grappling. I've done wrestling. I've done ninjutsu and jiu-jitsu. And the bottom line is every martial art has its own merit. You know, a lot of martial will concentrate more on groundwork like, like jiu-jitsu and wrestling where you take an opponent and you throw them on the ground. Um, where you get a striker martial arts like karate and Taekwondo, which is more about not going down onto the ground and more standing and moving and getting out of the way. Um, each martial art has its own merit and it will help you in the street. It will be able to defend yourself. You know, the bottom line is you have to defend yourself against whatever's out there. Are there different kinds of combat in Taekwondo? So you get three types of Taekwondo. You get ITF, GTF, and WTF. So ITF stands for International Taekwondo Federation. So um, obviously I can speak mainly for ITF because that's who, who I'm part of. Um, but ITF is more... It's a completely separate organization. We focus more on, on the, the self-defense uh, part of martial arts. It's more about what happens when somebody grabs you or what happens when somebody strikes at you, what happens when you've got more than one opponent. As you get in, into a higher grading, you have to learn to fight more than one opponent. So, um, yes, you, you, you do get different types of, of martial arts. You get different types of fighting. The W2F is the stuff that you see in, in the Olympics. So in the Olympics, you see this very airy, fairy, jumpy, kicky kind of stuff. That's, that's WTF. That's not really so much for self-defense, but more scoring points more than anything else. And when we look at the competitions that are available in South Africa, are there many competitions for guys to, and girls to participate in? There's lots of competitions all over the country. I mean, every organization has got their own, um, you know, regional competition. But there are a couple that, that we look forward to, you know, in, in terms of everybody in, in South Africa. We've got the South African champs, we've got the African champs, the regional champs, and then world champs. South African champs is where the best of South Africa get together and we have a a bit of a scrap. And we do patterns against each other and we do power breaking. Then African champs, we fight the best in Africa, which is great to see how the sport has has developed in Africa and Central Africa. And a lot of the guys in Mozambique are some of the toughest guys we deal with. Regional will be uh, Gauteng and Cape Town and so on. And then obviously world champs is when we go overseas and we fight the world's best, compete against the best. When would you suggest um, a kid, boy or girl, starts to take up the sport? At what age is it recommended? Because, I mean, as a young kid, your bones are brittle and your body is not yet developed. It's obviously something that you want to get into, I guess, relatively early. I believe that any child should start, and I'm not talking about Taekwondo only, any martial arts, any physical sport where they have challenges where they can push themselves, where they can have a, a, some sort of a physical fitness and, and some, teach some, some, self, some sort of a self-defense skills. You know, martial arts in, 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 its all, in its right, I mean, it's all about discipline and focus. 
that will help them with their self-esteem, it will help them with discipline, their confidence, um, it's also character development. I mean, there's so much that martial arts gives. Martial arts is kind of the, the gift that keeps on giving, no matter what martial arts it is. Um, it's something that a child can start anytime from the age of six, but we kind of prefer to be in the, when they're eight and nine because they focus a little bit more, their concentration spans a little bit longer, and, and they, they learn rather quickly at the ages from eight upwards. I guess you, like I, were, would have been brought up on Bruce Lee and Kung Fu movies and, you know, all these, like, acrobatic and aerobatic moves. I guess it's not like that, is it, really? In all honesty, not close. The closest you're ever going to see real combat is if you look at sports like UFC, if you look at sports like mixed martial arts. I mean, that is the reality of and the pinnacle of where we are now in the martial arts world. Those oaks are phenomenal. They, they learn five to six different martial arts. They master, in totality, they'll master 35 moves that they can do, you know, at any stage of anything. Um, that's, that's kind of, you know, the, the, the truth and the true sport of um, martial arts. This jumpy flying kicks and all that rubbish, I promise you, it doesn't work in the real world. You spoke about UFC. Um, would you say that is the pinnacle for somebody who takes up taekwondo would that be something that they would look at i guess there's a lot of money involved there as well you look at conor mcgregor for example um made millions and millions of rands out of it of course the the thing is you get two types of martial arts you get the traditional guard we, we call it traditionals he's all about that specific martial art maybe karate or judo or taekwondo or whatever the case may be that's about the beauty of taekwondo or the beauty of that martial arts and the absolute power and, and agility that you have to stand in a specific way and kick in a specific way where mixed martial arts is taking all those skills that you've learned and putting it all in one setting. At the end of the day, I've done Taekwondo, I've done Muay Thai and I've done all those things and they all hurt. You can get hurt in all of them. There's no one martial art that's better than another martial art. It's all about the fighter more than anything else. It's all about the fight in the dog as opposed to the dog in the fight. So Truth be told, for me, UFC is, is in, in the mixed martial arts as we see it today and, and the, where the standards are right now are is the superior martial arts. I mean, you can't get better than that. What do you say to a, a mom who goes, oh, oh, my gosh, they beat, you know, what out of each other and there's blood and teeth going flying all over the place. I can't and won't let my child get involved in a blood sport. Is it or is it not a blood sport? It takes a long time before you get to that. It takes a lot of dedication and a lot of fitness and a lot of time before somebody gets into a, a blood sport or a fight where there's lots of blood and stuff. It is very controlled. Um, all our kids, when they fight, um, they have headgear and they've got protective gear and they've got gloves and protective uh, footwear and whatever. The, the, it's not like it is in the movies. I mean, even if you look at the guys that fight UFC, very seldom do you get somebody that gets cut open and there's blood. And when it is like that, it's kind of, mainstreamed everywhere but generally you're going to get a hematoma a little bump on your head or you're going to might have get a bloody nose but very seldom and i mean in the last competition we had 60 guys fight and i think only one guy was bleeding um so no it's not really a blood sport per se it just puts somebody in a position where they learn to control themselves and learn to be able to deal with that situation no matter how scared you are no matter how many fights i've had every time i'm standing in front of somebody else there's a sense of fear 
and it's and it's teaching yourself to overcome that fear and it's teaching yourself to stand your ground it's you know to to be there and as scary as it may be i promise you i've seen girls and boys and everybody come off the off the mat with a big smile on their face and they high five and they all say the same thing it was great and you know i do it again and i guess to calm the moms down there are specific rules and guidelines that govern not just the sport but the sport during competition time most definitely. I can't go out there and run and punch somebody square in the face. The, the, we have things called excessive force. If somebody is, is becoming unruly and they're starting to um, throw punches harder than what they should, remember, it's still about scoring points. So my striking is about if I'm hitting somebody, I have to score that point and get out before I get points scored against me. So it's more about scoring points than, than punching somebody's face off. Um, and when we see that, our refs stop it very quickly. We don't allow it. We don't want anybody to get it, especially under a certain age. When you get into your 20s and your 18s and above, then it becomes a little bit harder. But under anything under 18, the guys have got lots of rules that they have to apply by. And if they don't, they get disqualified immediately. And all martial arts, I guess, teach patience and discipline. Martial arts teaches you to control. And a lot of children don't have this. And a lot of People I, I, I know don't have this. They don't have their control over their anger. And that's what makes them lash out. And that's what makes them scream and shout and carry on. Where you as martial artists, you have to learn to control that. You know that if you lose control, you're going to lose the fight. If you lose control, you're not who you've been training to be. And that's somebody that can hurt somebody but doesn't. It's somebody that can do harm. We don't want to. Our first rule is to calm the situation down. Our last resort is to throw a punch. When I know that my backup is against the wall and I've got, I've got no other choice but to, that's the only time. Before that, it's about calming the situation down. You don't want to get into that fight. You know, you don't want to unnecessarily get hurt or hurt somebody. When I started doing my research, I thought, oh, I'm going to see a couple of things. I'm completely amazed at the, the number of hand attacks, the number of kicks, the number of blocks, the patterns that people have to learn. And I guess that will go back to what you were talking about earlier on. You need to start at a young age. There's an awful lot you've got to learn. It's amazing how you grow, though. It's amazing how your brain blueprints. You kind of just want to be better at it. You don't just want to punch a specific. You want to see when, when we punch and stuff out, we call it a dog book. It's that white uniform that we wear. It's going to make a snapping sound. And that's the sign of good technique. Um, it just teaches it teaches you to be a better human being. I mean, in all aspects, you try harder every time you train. You want to be able to, to put your foot out in a specific angle and keep it there, no matter how much it hurts. Um, when you're standing in front of your opponent, it's more about learning and teaching your opponent than, than hurting your opponent. The best thing and the most rewarding thing for me is to see a student that, that's been battling to do a back kick, which is when you turn your body around and you kick backwards. So it looks, you know, a lot of movies do those back kicks, those turning kicks. And when a child's been trying and trying and trying and all of a sudden they get it right. And the look on their face, or they do a jumping kick and they land it beautifully. The look of, of satisfaction and accomplishment to, you know, in a child's face is, is more rewarding than anything on the planet. And it must be great for you since about, what, 2000 or so, taekwondo is now an Olympic sport. So there's that kind of motivation as well to go and win an Olympic gold. I'd like to see a lot more South African kids learn the traditional style martial arts and go to the world champs and go and see what it's like and go and compete against. I mean, we have got some of the best athletes here. I think that our, our, our country, look at, at our athletes, our rugby players, our cricket players, our, you know, we've got the best. So I think that if, if we start teaching kids from a young age and it's from all walks of life, from any part of Africa, we, we can get some guys in there and it'll be amazing to watch, you know, 
again, it's all about growth. It's all about teaching a kid, teaching kids to grow, you know, to become the best of that they can be. How do we compare on the African continent to the rest of the world with regards to our ability at competition level? No, look, we do really well. You know, we, we, we definitely don't have issues here. We've got a, you know, we've got a South African mentality where it's never die and we'll, we'll stand there and we'll trade. Um, we've got a really good um, natural um, competitive spirit. Um, the only thing that we don't have was when it comes to fighting overseas is that we don't have the money gets thrown at us the way it does overseas. So much as the salaries at all, it's about the, the, the sponsorships. You know, here it's all about soccer and rugby and, and cricket and stuff. I mean, even the hockey guys and the netball guys don't get funding. So there's no ways that, that a, a small organizations or small martial arts like us and karate guys and judo guys are going to get funding. But um, if we can just get more guys overseas and get more overseas experience, I mean, they'll come back and teach. You know, and that's the whole idea. It's we, the more teachers we can get, the more we can grow the sport in this country. I've also noticed when you look back at the history of the Olympics with regards to Taekwondo, you would think that the Asian countries would be the, the majority of them winning gold medals, but it's not the case. Not even close. The unfortunate part is genetics. I mean, the guys don't have as long legs as we do. <laughs> I mean, that, uh, you know, the, the truth be told, I mean, they, they're incredibly strong and they're incredibly, they're the most phenomenal people on the planet. But we have reach and we have, um, you know, we have longer legs and whatever. So we have advantage. We have, we have DNA advantage, you know. We, um, and, and again, it all boils down to spirit. It all boils down to who the fighters are. I've seen the most unassuming people on the planet that you would never think could fight, um, put on their dog of standing in front of another person and completely decimate them purely um, on, on skill set. Remember, Taekwondo is not just, or any martial art for that matter, it's not just standing in front of somebody and getting punched or punching somebody. It's chase life. I'll move to my left because you want you to move to my right, or I'll move back because I want you to come towards me. We, we set each other up. It's, it's really a mind game more than anything else. If you watch our guys, like, it's not just a matter of, of guys trying to kill each other. It's, it's really, a, it's chess. You know, it's, it's this, this, this constant battle of if I move to my right, this guy's going to move to my left, which means I'm going to be able to put a sidekick into him. Or, you know, it's more than just punching somebody in the face. And I guess just like boxing, it comes in different weight divisions. Of course, yes. You, you, get, you get weight divisions, you get age. I'm at that age now, thank the Lord. There. I don't fight the youngsters because they, they, just, they just don't get tired. I get <laughs> to at least fight guys my age, um, but, you know, in, in, in the same category as what I am, which means black belt and above. And this is not just for competition. I mean, I guess this is a very good way, first of all, to protect yourself, but also um, to get fit and healthy. I promise you, fight fit. There's no fit like fight fit. You guys are more than welcome to come into any one of our classes and come spend two hours with us and kick a bag and stand and do stances and throw some punches and throw some kicks. It is phenomenal. You've got to be phenomenally fit. But you can, once again, you can grow. You know, you don't have to be a fit person to come there. And we grow with you, you know. Um, there's a lot of stances where you've got to be in a seated position and it feels like your legs are going to fall off. And there's, there's a lot of punches and fitness and your shoulders burn and your back burns and your legs burn. But you feel good. And you, you can, you, you know, you lose weight and you look in the mirror and you go, yeah, I've lost a lot of weight and I'm feeling a lot better. And it's all about mindset. It's a release. And a lot of times people, we don't get a release. Anybody doesn't get a release. We can't get rid of this frustration and stuff. And sometimes kicking a bag or being in a, in a, in a situation or, or with surrounding people that have the same frustration, and you get to run and jump and kick and all that stuff it releases all the stuff that you need to. You know, you feel a lot better. It's mental and a physical thing more than anything. I'm glad you think that I can spend two hours in your gym. Two minutes and you'll need an ambulance outside for me. 
<laughs> One of the other things, of course, in this country, which is so prevalent and is so sad, is gender-based violence. And I guess this is one way of particularly our females, and gender-based violence is not just necessarily against women, um, but predominantly it is. Something that I guess would help in a massive way to even alleviate perhaps gender-based violence in some small way in our country. 100%. The thing that martial arts and any martial arts will teach you is that you're not going to be in that situation. You, you're going to know that you can protect yourself. A girl's never going to be able to fight a man physically. Unfortunately, it just is what it is. But she'll know how to defend herself in a situation. She'll not going to be there tomorrow. You know, it's, it, it teaches you to, to, to assess a situation, to know that this, is, this, this situation is, is unhealthy or something's going to happen or, you know, teaches you how to read a situation and what you have to do to get out of there or defend yourself. And, and if we can teach more, more men to, to, that can do martial arts and, and can do um, this kind of thing, they will be able to protect women because a lot of guys don't feel that they can stand up to another guy that's hurting women. And the more we can get guys to be, um, to, to be fit and strong and to be able to defend not only themselves, but the people in their lives, or their sisters or their moms or whatever the case may be, then, then hopefully we can eradicate this in some way or form. You know, I, I don't want to get started with what I think of men that hurt women, but the bottom line is a woman will be able to defend herself up to a point. And if we can teach the more women we can teach um, to do this, I mean, women are women can come to my gym for free, and we will teach them self defense. We don't we don't charge any woman in my gym when they come for self defense. One of the other things that I noticed in my research was uh, Taekwondo is very particular about teaching pressure points, and I guess that would, in many ways, help, especially women. And I, I know it's a family show, and we can't talk about where exactly is the best place to pressure point sure. a person. Um, but you know what I mean? I mean, pressure points obviously are extremely important because like you say, it doesn't really matter if you're 80, 90 kilos and the woman is 40 kilos, but if she knows where to attack you, if for lack of a better word, and she knows which pressure points to apply her trade, uh, she would be able to protect herself even better. The whole idea is to do maximum damage with as minimum effort. So it's to get in, hurt your opponent and get back out. Get enough distance so you can run away. Get enough distance so, so that the woman can lock us up in the bathroom. Get enough distance so you can get a frying pan. I don't know. The idea is just for them to, to be able to get distance between them and the, 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 the attacker and to be able to, you know, from there make a decision. We do teach a lot about where to punch, how hard to punch there, and then from there there's step two and step three and so on. And so on. Okay. Most importantly, where can people go? How can they... Uh, get hold of you to either participate and or take up your offer of uh, coming and learning free self-defense if you are a female. Anytime, you're more than welcome. I can give you my my cell number. I can give it to you now. No, no, right now. It's Ryan Savage on 078-182-9746. And where about and, is your job? Okay, so I'm in the West End in, in Gauteng. Um, but where, if anybody wants to find places where they can go do Taekwondo or martial arts or any martial arts, there are websites. If they just go to um, International Taekwondo Federation, they can go search that on or any, obviously in Google or on Facebook. There's a, a website that will come up and they can just go look there. There's, there's a list of uh, various schools in areas like in Cape Town or wherever the case may be. Brian Savage, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, I'm not too sure how in Korean I say thank you, goodbye, but I know 
in Japanese, it's something like Dona Morikato or something like that. So you, what, what, what is it in Korean? Go on. To be honest with you, I can only count in Korean. So that's about the <laughs> When I was in Korea the last time, it was, it was I'm very muffled and I didn't understand half the time that even when the translator was talking to us, so I can't read. Thank you so much. Ryan Savage, martial arts expert, chatting to us right here on From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. Now, normally I end by saying be nice to each other, but we just had physical conversation. But you know what? Still be nice to each other. Until next time. Bye for now.